I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holden Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. So I, even though we're both a little overdressed, y'all, because it's hot as shit uh-huh. as we feel filming this today, um, I had to wear this sweatshirt because mm-hmm. your producer, Ashley Hobbs, cut out the affirmative action segment <laughs> in our um, rundown. She said uh, we're going to have to save that for another day. Okay. So I'm giving us affirmative action. I visually. love that. I love it. It's, and like your shirt says, it's the only action. Okay. Listen. Surprised we even have to have that conversation, but well, here we you are. Know what? Here's the thing, uh, jurors. Don't worry. We will get into mm-hmm. uh, affirmative action here on Holding Court. Uh, we just decided that we want to do it when it's a little closer to the actual ruling, right? So people can make of it at the, you know, yeah. have it timely. Yeah. Uh, but you make a great point. That's that people actually don't know what affirmative action is, and that's the problem. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I was in Miami for the weekend. That's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Miami. Did you eat good while you were there? You know what? I did have one really nice brunch. Okay. Um, I was down there. I, I linked up with my brother Gianno Caldwell, and we went to the Matador Club. Okay. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've never it's been, but I'm familiar. Hotel. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Fish tacos. Hitting. I fuck with the addition yeah. from city I, to city. Yeah. Hey, that's yep. exactly what I, I actually always. I'll take a meeting. All the time at the Times Square one. Absolutely. Right near, near yep. where we record. Times Square and the one in L.A. in uh, yeah. West Hollywood is nice, too. That's a very nice And it's one. new, I believe. It's yeah. brand new. And in a pinch, that one down there in um, Flatiron. For sure. I like know? the addition. Yeah. And, you know, if y'all And this ain't no ad either. Spot, I was just going to say now. Now, if y'all listening, <laughs> because we are genuine consumers of your product, yes. we, we will take that meeting. Absolutely. Okay. Now with that going on, it's actually some really cool um, docket items today. Some mix of contract, y'all, some mm-hmm. business stuff. If you if you boss like in the way y'all moving jurors, this is the episode for you because mm-hmm. uh, we're really going to get into that. So we're going to start. I, I was, I've been watching and monitoring this case for a while, Dustin. And you know we we've, we've told our jurors if you see a headline and you don't see us talking about it right now today, it's because we're watching it develop. Right, right. This is the case with this Bacardi Jay Z legal. Mm-hmm. Dilemma. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Fist that. Fist of cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, y'all are seeing that this, it's all about this, it's, it's a rum, right? Yeah, well, no, it's a it's a cognac. Oh, excuse yep. me, it's mm-hmm. a French cognac. So you know I'm a drunk. Yeah, well, I should On the weekends. Okay. Yeah. Um, how, what, what do they call it when you have two to three a night? Anyway. Normal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> being an adult. Being, okay. being grown. That's right. Grown people bills. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So this, uh, the sale of Ducé, this is what this is all about, y'all. So this cognac, thank you, French cognac that is co-owned by Bacardi and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Now, I say co-owned very literally. Mm-hmm. They have a 50-50% ownership split, y'all. Allegedly, according to reports, we got this one from Vibe. Jay-Z has backed out of a handshake deal. Mm-hmm. We're going to define what a handshake deal is in a minute. But it is legally binding. binding. Okay. It can be. So a handshake deal between Jay-Z and Bacardi. Now, back in October, when this was first started to, to, to leak to the press, it was reported that Jay-Z wanted to sell mm-hmm. his share in the cognac. Uh, to Bacardi. So so this is normal, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, we see this all the time. Uh, where did we see it recently? I want to say... I don't know if Casamigos closed it yet, but oftentimes these celebrity co-owners mm-hmm. will, will initially start a partnership with an existing mega brand. Uh, they will then build up the, mm-hmm. the catalog, and then they will, once it gets to that million, 100 million plus level, they sell it back. Get the hell on. Because they got other shit to do. Yeah. Okay. So that was the deal. Uh, Jay-Z and Bacardi have co-owned this for 10 years. And this is mm-hmm. about the right timing of this. We saw this with Bethany Frankel and Skinny Girl mm-hmm. and all of that. This happens yeah, all the time. Yeah, she made a y'all. lot of money with that A sale. ton of it. And and then she sold that shit right on back, mm-hmm. got her cash, and, and moved on. Mm-hmm. Which is clearly what Jay-Z is trying to do. Normal business dealings. Now, his entity, SC Liquor, Sean Carter Liquor, negotiated this 50-50 deal. Pay attention. Quote, in good faith. Mm. Okay? I'm, I'm putting this in quotes. For a reason. I'm going to get back to, to what I think is always going to be a challenge when you agree to something, quote, in good faith. Yeah. In short, spoiler alert, by the time it, it comes to de- determine what is good faith, y'all ain't going to never be on the same page. Yep. And I, I'm, I have a personal anecdote around this, Dustin, mm. so uh, we'll get to it. Okay. So Sean Carter and Bacardi enter a good faith clause saying basically that we will determine the valuation 
of Duce. Duce. Do say. Do say. Do. Mm-hmm. Do what I say. Do say. I like that. Yeah. Do say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, at later date. Okay. At later date to be determined. And you can all. You don't even have to be a legal genius to figure out how well that's gonna go. Yeah, I don't like none of this shit. Okay. So according to TMZ, Bacardi's now out here saying that Jay Z abruptly reneged on his agreement and doubled its demanded valuation. Okay, that's what they're saying. They're also taking issue with the fact that he has, quote, outrageously inflated the price. Again, same complaint. They're mad that Jay-Z is basically throwing out a number mm-hmm. as to the valuation of what Ducey is right now that they feel is out of bounds, out of scope, mm-hmm. and, quote, in bad faith. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay-Z has something to say about that. As he should. As he should. He sued them, Bacardi, saying what? Lack of financial transparency in the partnership. This is a 50-50 deal. Why am I not seeing all the books? In his lawsuit, he's demanding access to all of Ducey's books and records, mm-hmm. as he should. He's 50% mm-hmm. owner. Um, he wants to see. <laughs> Jay- Jay-Z says, show me the bottles. Period. He wants to literally go to the show locations. Show me what you got, yeah. like his songs say, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Alyssa is how to go to the warehouse. Literally in the claim, Dustin. He's saying, I want to see the locations. I want to see the warehouses. Mm-hmm. I want to see the barrels mm-hmm. where my, you know, supposed cognac is being aged and refined and stored. Yep. So he's he's asking to open up the books in every way. Let's go back to the handshake. They're saying they agreed upon the handshake deal. What nobody agrees on, Bacardi nor Jay Z is the amount. Mm-hmm. What is that worth? Mm-hmm. And again, that's the problem going back to the fact I just recited to y'all when you agree to we will determine that evaluation in quote good faith, this is where you end up. I, How does it hit for you before we get into it? To me, you need to do good business and Jay-Z typically does good business mm-hmm. so I'm not too sure why he was willing to enter into a handshake agreement on this scale. Mm-hmm. Like to, to me, this is all shit that should be ironed out in your deal and in your agreement mm-hmm. to work together. There should be no way that you're a 50% owner of a company. You you have to ask mm-hmm. to see the books. You should have that outlined in your agreement. You know, full transparency, full access to all financial records, mm-hmm. all business dealings, period. period. He should know where the barrels and, and the, the warehouse and all that shit is. Yeah. So I just, I feel like this is a prime example of not having the details mm-hmm. ironed out and the, mm-hmm. the specific, you know, information that you'll need at a later date. All this, you know, we'll worry about it later. Shit, it's just yeah, not good business. Yeah, And um, a couple things. Ooh, so much to say about this. I'm, I'm personally triggered because I've been in deals mm-hmm. in this business mm-hmm. where they'll hit you with that. Let, I, I just got an email about this. I'm, I'm a, uh, Let's see. Uh, yeah, I can tell this story. Okay. Okay, I got an email last week. Mm-hmm. I agreed to work on a project, an on-camera project. Mm-hmm. We taped it. It's in the can. It went well. Mm-hmm. In the paper deal, we agreed to five shooting days on mm-hmm. camera and one day of audio pickups. Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happens that what was supposed to be one day of audio pickups has turned into five days of audio pickups. What the hell studio y'all going to? Who's engineering that session? But go ahead. <laughs> okay, but you know. You yeah. know how Absolutely. it goes. It, go, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't really have five days to give these people just because from the time that we executed that original contract, which was about a year ago, Mm -hmm. life has gotten busy, which is God is good all the time. Yes, he is. But because I do good business and we do good business, Dustin Ross, if we agree to the project, you know, getting what it needs, I'm going to find the five days for you. You're going to do it because that's that's the time you're a professional. Because I'm a professional. Mm -hmm. And I operate with integrity. Yep, you what What we have not decided because it was unforeseen, at least to me. Mm hmm. We don't have a rate for those um, additional five pickups. Mm -hmm. And those are full three, five-hour audio pickup days. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So I get an email from someone who's not on the business affairs side. He's just just doing his job. Mm -hmm. This this man's just like, bitch, I need my tracks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he says, "Uh, Miss Williams, I understand you and business affairs are negotiating what the terms of that, you know, those additional pickups will look like. In the meantime, can we operate in good faith and go ahead and schedule the Absolutely not. um, Absolutely not. Have you come in and record, uh, basically put everything in the can, do the work, and then y'all figure out the rate later. Now, let me, jurors, let me. (laughs) But but you know what? We have to laugh because I I actually don't even think this man is trying to play me. I think he doesn't understand business. I think in his mind, he's like, well, I know y'all are going to come to a resolution because y'all will. So, 
ma'am, can you just go ahead and give me the content I need so I can start my post-production? Nope. Because just as important as your schedule is, yeah. my business affairs are to me. And, and you're not ask you're not making that request of me on your own time. You on the clock right now, motherfucker. Are you asking me that question? You're being paid to ask me that question. Yeah, and 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 this is a cautionary tale. If I was younger and or dumber slash less experienced, that mm-hmm. is something that okay. Let me tell you, jurors, why you never do no shit like mm-hmm. that. And I don't care if you're in the industry. I don't care if you're in finance. I don't care if you are in medicine. You never do the work and decide upon the rate later. Because you eviscerate your leverage. Absolutely. Because what do I look like? Let's say I did that. Let's say I was like, let me be a good business partner and let me go in here and figure out a day to do lay all this work, give you all the work. And then I go back and I'm like, yeah, I need $50,000 a day. Right. Yeah, right, bitch. We're we, we actually going to give you $25 and tell you to shut the fuck up and go home. Because what And they would do? have every ability to do so because I now have no leverage. So back to Jay-Z and Bacardi, just for one second. Um, oh, I also wanted to point out, you, you really had my wheels turning there, Dustin, <laughs> uh, around how important it is to to detail the transparency around the book. Mm-hmm. My former castmate, Miss Sonia Morgan, had this issue. You remember this mm-hmm. in Roni? Um, mm-hmm. She could not, for like five years, Sonia could not see the books of her own collaboration with Sonia Morgan Collection. This is her clothing line. And I'm like, Sonia, you haven't seen your book? She's like, no, they won't let me see the book. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Uh, this was like the first episode of season 13. So what I did is I I, I put her in touch with the best, mm-hmm. my lawyer, Miss mm-hmm. Shay Lawson. What's up, Shay? Who represents our mutual friend, Cynthia Bailey. Okay. Shay is the best. She's, yes, she she's is. the lawyer's lawyer. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I taught her everything that she knows because she was my mentee in law school. That's right. Just my, shout out to Shay Lawson. <laughs> uh, but I, I went ahead and put Sonia in touch with Shay. And things have been much better for Sonia since then. Because you have to see your books. You have to. You have got to see how the parts are moving. You've got to see what's coming in and out of distribution space. I just don't even understand why that is a conversation for some people. I guess it's intimidating to make a demand in that way. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing business, there's an expectation of that. Like like me making the request yeah. is not overstepping a boundary you know what i mean like that's but i'm gonna tell you how these businesses operate they they're very disrespectful to who they who they deem as talent Mm -hmm. you know this Mm -hmm. talent quote the face the name the quote celebrity whatever shut up and dribble yes Mm -hmm. they they are the most disrespected dismissed entity in the deal yeah the attitude from these distributors whether it's do say in this case with jay-z whether it's you know the clothing distribution of sonia morgan and whatever whether it's People that, people that shall not be named. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their attitude is we don't we're not in business with you for you to have an opinion or even knowledge around the actual business. We're here for you to shut up and dribble, mm-hmm. look pretty, take the asset photographs, put the shit on your social, and go on about your business. We'll handle the business. So when you've got someone like Jay-Z who's like, get the fuck out of here, you know. I, I, he didn't told you. What did he tell us? 20 years ago? Yep. I'm a business man. man. Okay. Okay. I'm not playing with y'all. This is where this legal uh, crux is the issue. And so so a couple takeaways here. I do want to talk about a handshake deal because some people, like you said, like, why would you? A handshake deal. The handshake is not the part of the problem. Actually. Okay. A handshake deal. This is a, a definition verbatim. I'm going to read to you. A handshake agreement is an agreement. So it is. a. And what we're talking about here is is uh, for my lawyers or, or law students out there. We're talking about day one contracts class day one. Mm-hmm. A contract is what? A legally binding agreement. It is that. Mm-hmm. Now, can it be written? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can it be verbal? Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are possible legally enforceable contracts. They require a few things. It requires, first and foremost, an offer must Mm -hmm. be made. Then an offer must be agreed to. So that can sometimes, uh, uh, that offer could be rejected. That offer could be accepted. If it is rejected, now you're talking about a counter offer. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately you've got to have some acceptance. Then you've got meeting of the minds mm-hmm. that says that both this offer and this agreement are in alignment with both parties thinking mm-hmm. and desires. Then you have to have something called consideration. That is an exchange of something of value. Um, so, we, we, you know, it could be anything. It could be like you've uh, probably heard the trope, y'all. Uh, I want to go see my lawyer. I want to go. I want to go see a lawyer. 
in the exploration of hiring said lawyer. Mm -hmm. And so to um, initiate the lawyer-client privilege, I'm going to give you a dollar. That's that one thing of value. That's that exchange for consideration that says we are now in some type of agreement. Mm -hmm. That's where that comes Mm -hmm. from. Okay. Handshake agreement. Like another agreement, uh, does not have to be recorded, does not have to be in writing. It involves an offer, acceptance, consideration, Exchange between the parties, and it must be something of value. Mm-hmm. So those are the only elements needed for a contract D. So uh, the handshake part, that's fine. You can scribble a contract on a piece of paper. You could not have any documentation to have a legally binding contract as long as you have those elements. Offer, agreement, mutual, uh, offer, uh, acceptance rather, mutual meeting of the minds, and exchange of consideration. Those are your, your, your terms. So they have a deal. That ain't their problem. They all agree on the deal. What they don't agree to is that part where they said they would figure it out later. And this is where having the protection yes. of a written predetermined agreement comes into helpful. play. I agree with you there. It's Just always organize better. your shit, especially when it comes to doing business. I don't understand where that, I guess people are in such a hurry or a rush to get the deal done They're and excited. get to the money. Yeah. Like, but to me, you have to be secure in that. And if you don't have the protections of of a, a written agreement that says if this happens, this is how it's going to go. If this happens, this is how things are going to go. Then now it's my word versus yours. Well, and here we are. Because you're smart. And um, now I'm going to tell a little bit of, of our business. Mm-hmm. You know, some some folks were wondering, like, what took so long for season two mm-hmm. of Holden Court mm-hmm. to come back? Mm-hmm. Well, you just gave the tea, right? Because I I love this show, because I love the people that work on this show Mm -hmm. with me, and because I damn sure love myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could not be so in a rush to get the show back to the people that I overlooked those important details. So when you're talking about constructing a deal, y'all, and I can't even imagine a deal of the magnitude of money and terms. We're talking about with Jay-Z and Bacardi, one of the biggest liquor uh, houses in the world, in the world. globally, mm-hmm. that deal probably took maybe two plus years to make. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what happens is you start getting to the end of the deal process. People are ready to get to work. People are ready to put the product out. People are ready to get to the to the good fun part. Mm-hmm. And then they start saying shit like this. Well, we let's just put a good faith clause in there. And this is the lawyers. This is the lawyers saying, damn, I've been billing hours for forever. You've been billing hours for forever. Everybody's trying to get paid. Let's figure that part out later. But this is the consequence. You're right, Dustin. This all could be avoided. All they had to do was stick to the four corners of the document. That's that's the written paper. So first of all, let's bypass the handshake from now on, uh, Hove. Let's get a four corners document going on. And let's say when it comes to the future valuation, Mm -hmm. instead of that good faith shit, Identify an independent party that will be to, brought in to conduct an audit of sorts mm-hmm, to determine exactly what a reasonable, mutually beneficial valuation of said product is at that time. That's what that language should have looked like. Why is this rocket science for people? Well, you know, I'm a smart bitch. Dustin. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's so refreshing <laughs> like to be in the company of one. <laughs> You know, because yeah. this is so beneath the level of business that Jay Z operates on. Indeed, and I kind of, I kid, um, I, I, in the sense that no, a, a pretty competent, we'll use that word, a competent business attorney, definitely could have guided it. But listen, who knows? You know, I, I, who knows what the circumstances were at the time that would lead, you know, Bacardi even to to enter into. I mean, you know, we're putting a lot of, I'm putting a lot of onus on Jay Z here. They know even better than him. They do because they've been in the liquor business. Hundreds of years. Which makes me think that the fact that he's requesting to see books and have access sure. to that, they they are. They're trying to take advantage. They're using the ambiguity. To the their name. advantage. Yeah. Yes. They are, and they always will. And my thing is why, and obviously you're trying to keep some sort of information from him. Because they always do. That's he's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, that, and that's what he's suing for, right? He's saying, y'all don't want me to see what's really going on. Y'all don't want me to see the true nature of the valuation. And it's for a reason, you know, and I'm not having it. We're 50-50 partners. You cannot take, you know, what is it, the, 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 the juice without the rest of the berry. Right. Right. You can't use my likelihood. You can't use the panache of the global brand I, Jay-Z, have built off the strength of everything I've done in this industry and then cut me out you of can't the back do that. end of the business dealings. You can't do that. And I also believe, and I know we have to move on, but I also well, believe that. Well, no, not that, really, no. The longer, the better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said a word. Listen. But look, so um, if 
I, I I believe that this was not this deal was not a real priority for Jay Z, right. and I think that that's why he was even okay with this handshake mm-hmm. agreement bullshit in the first place. Sure, and I think that now that he's realizing that there has been some um, some, some backdoor dealing, yeah, some less than honest, yeah, you know, business dealings on behalf of Bacardi. I yep. think now he's like, well, hold on, let's dig into this and really yeah. peel. Let's this crack onion. it open. Yeah, let's crack it open. Let's look under the hood. Yeah, and like I said, to me at this point, that's their only option. And, and I suspect if I had a crystal ball, that's what's going to happen, Dustin. Mm-hmm. I think that this lawsuit is going to be resolved through what we just talked about. Um, they're going to agree which is going to take forever for mm-hmm. them to agree on an individual that they both trust to be objective enough mm-hmm. um, because they're both going to be suspicious. Now there's suspicion mm-hmm. at play between the parties. Yep. Uh, understandably so. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you. You don't trust mm-hmm. me. You've been moving funny. Well, shit, you've been moving mm-hmm. funny. So that's where they are right now. So now they're going to have to probably interview 70 different mm-hmm. you know, business valuators to see who they can agree upon to say, hey, let me look at everything. And then I'll tell you how much Duce is worth on a reasonable market. And then they will go their separate, you know, they'll sell it for that and they'll go their separate ways and likely never do business again. Get it done on the front end, y'all. It's just so yes. much easier if you yes. just get it done on yes. the front end. So, so, and you, where this shows up, I'll say the last word on this one, where this shows up a lot um, is also in prenuptial agreements. Mm-hmm. People love to say, um, and it defeats the purpose, which is really your point, right, Dustin? Like, if we're going to say that we're going to go into an agreement to make sure that we've specified terms for everyone's comfort level, what's the point in doing so only to say we'll table this part for later? And this is the most important part, by the way, the valuation. I just don't get it. Yeah. But I'm glad I don't get it. Yeah. Because then I'd be like them. <laughs> so exactly. I'm glad I don't. I'm See, glad this minds, shit don't make no sense to me. Our minds don't work like no, that. No, they don't. You know, we just too, you know, even keel. We too straight to the point. All right, we too much. We got too much act right. And if you do we good business, right. for real, ain't nothing to hide if you're doing good business and you honestly want to venture to be successful and you enter into business with someone else, you are transparent and you are, you know, motivated by the greater good and the success of the project. So you're honest. Well, this is where we, it, it actually then gets spiritual, Dustin, and this is why we are the way we are and this yeah. is why this will be a partnership for life. Yes, Ebony. Um, because we both have a, an, an attitude and a spiritual belief in something called abundance. Can we just say it? But see, when you operate with the other, the scarcity mindset, you think every dollar's your last. You think every, like, because to me, this is stupid of Bacardi, right? Because they're operating so so fucked up with this man because I guess they think the say collab is the last collab and that's the last to be said. Meanwhile, they could have done five, six, seven more premium liquors period yeah but that's what you think when you have an abundance yep. mindset if Bacardi yep. had an abundance mindset they would say mr carter right this way yeah <laughs> yeah here's here's a uh a, a sipper for you to start your tour with <laughs> straight while up while we show you everything, everything that our lovely collaboration has done and by the way if you have a few minutes at the end of this tour there you go e we would like to discuss maybe oh i don't know um a nice bourbon with yep, you, yep. a nice gin product with yep. you. Um, you know, people are really enjoying these um, stupid ass white claw like mm-hmm. mixer type Let's of thing. Let's get a black claw. Let's get, okay. Literally, what does that um, you know liquor spritz uh, marketplace look like for the black community? We've not cracked it yet. There's so much, so much potential, but instead we over here fighting over pennies. That should have been ironed out in the beginning. So that's what I gleam from all of this. I agree. Y'all got to operate with When you operate with an abundance mindset, business affairs, Mm -hmm. you're going to get, it's always going to play to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the nets. Uh, This, this story has been everywhere. um, And and I'm going to handle it responsibly. Okay. Because otherwise, otherwise we ain't going to be here next week. And we coming back. You hear me? We coming back. This is, more on that soon. Let's go on and get to this story because I got some this. shit to say. I know you say. got some shit to say. And I got some shit to say. And we going to say and it. And we going to say our shit. And we going to pray that we, we come say it back the right next, way. next okay, week. Okay, there you go. So we can have another episode of Hold the Court. Oh, okay. So the Nets have, look, Ashley, like nervous as shit. (laughs) (laughs) These fools. With her literal producer hat on. Her literal producer hat on. It literally says producer. Okay. Ashley, right now, like, thank God I got these other shows I'm working on. For real. Because, you know, I ain't trying to be fucking around with y'all. Our producer just uh, picked up a leather belt and shook it in the camera. (laughs) You know, I'll whoop y'all ass if y'all do this the wrong way. Okay. Messing up everybody's bag. No, don't worry, Ashley. We're professionals. We're professionals. 
Okay. So the Nets, uh, Brooklyn Nets and the NBA, of course, have suspended Kyrie Irving. They're saying at least five-game suspension for what? Mm -hmm. They are suspending him. And I want to be clear about what he's being suspended for. Mm -hmm. He's being suspended, they say, for a failure to disavow anti-Semitism. That's a quote. But the organization never considered releasing him. So no one's saying that he's going to be fired or uh, traded or nothing like that. And this is straight from the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, Sean Mark. And he said that just recently here. Now, all of this, if, if you haven't been following this and you've been under a rock, this started with Kyrie Irving posting a tweet that simply, uh, and I say simply only because he didn't add context right. to it but he, literally by definition by definition simply, yeah. simply. Mm-hmm. uh consequences huge mm-hmm. action simple mm-hmm. he tweeted out a link to a documentary mm-hmm. that is i think currently still available mm-hmm. on amazon prime which we'll get to that in a minute called hebrew to negro and in this documentary and i think it's like three hours plus long um there's lots of messaging in it as you imagine for three plus hours some of it includes, you know, going to the historical geographical nature of the original Jewish people, which was obviously in North African territories and Middle Eastern territories, and that all all is, is true. We'll get to that. Uh, but also in the documentary, and this is where also is important, uh, there's a lot of uh, Nazi tropes. There's a lot of Jews control the world, Jews control the media, the plight of the black American Negro it falls at the feet of the Jewish people. Um, and a bunch of other shit that is very clearly anti-Semitic. Okay. Now, he did apologize uh, following the tweet and everything. He actually deleted the tweet, Dustin. Uh, you can't find it on Twitter anymore. But uh, when he was first confronted with this uh, at post-game press conferences, mm-hmm. he was very clear, you know, like, I'm, I'm standing ten toes down, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay, fine. And I think, you know, anytime, and I think this is worth exploring this, and I'm talking slowly because I want to get this right. I do think that it is important that people feel the liberty Mm -hmm. and the freedom to hold a position. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, while I believe that, you also have to be prepared for the consequences of holding that position. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important that people don't feel so disempowered in their positioning that they have to knee-jerk to an apology posture, particularly when it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think a lot of people in the culture kind of feel that that's where things are now, mm-hmm. that, that if you say something in a certain group, whatever that group is, doesn't like it, you are being made to apologize. Go ahead. I think that's the problem. Yes. Is that a lot of people feel a certain way. And so what the fuck are we supposed to do with the way people feel? What's the value in that, right? And I think that's why we're in this mess in the first place. It is it is perfectly acceptable for people to hold their positions, have their personal opinions on whatever. Mm-hmm. The minute that you then decide to share this with that other people, part. okay, yes. the minute that you decide and you're so emboldened in your viewpoints and your strong, passionate feelings about shit that you now want to share and inform others of whatever it is that you, you feel they need to be informed of, now... It's an issue, right? And I think that's the problem with that today. That is the problem. You can. It's okay to have strong, passionate feelings in your own home. It's okay to have your own personal convictions. That's the beauty of us living in the society that we live in, that's right? Correct. It's perfectly that's fine. That's supposed to be the value of being an that's American. That's it. I okay? Yeah. But you niggas are so passionate and strong. I just saw that Dennis McKinley, okay, who is a bit uh, a incredible Atlanta businessman, black mm-hmm. Atlanta businessman, several oh, thriving um, Porsche's um, daughter's dog, father. Uh, Absolutely. Hot Dog Factory, yeah. Crew Lounge, you know, several successful business right. ventures in Atlanta. He made a post today tagging the NBA, tagging Kyrie Irving, tagging LeBron James, tagging all these people and saying how the NBA was weak. Y'all are weak for, you know, not, not one NBA player spoke out. And, full stop. Number one, this ain't got nothing to do with you, Dennis McKinley. Oh. And you sharing this to, to say how you feel, that's the fucking problem. If you don't like how this shit is going with Kyrie, have those conversations amongst your private circles. Sure. There's no reason for you to tag people. People now want people to know how they feel. and They think people give a fuck about their feelings that are attached to situations. You need to this. learn the difference. You motherfuckers need to learn the difference between your feelings mm-hmm. about something 
and the relevance of your opinions. There's no reason for you to share. And once you do that, you open yourself up to consequence. And that's the lesson that people need to learn here. It's fine for you to feel how you want to fear. But, and Kyrie has apologized for, you know, the situation he's in and whether it's sincere or not, he's handling it in a way that he'll be able to go forward from this, right? Yeah, he will. But, and I but, respect but, that. But, like... We're going to get to the, the order of his handling in a minute. And there and it <laughs> yeah. is a misorder, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, but stop feeling empowered mm-hmm. or feeling as if your strong feelings <laughs> attached to something now require an action. Or mm-hmm. now require whatever because it's not up to you. Just because y'all have just started having these big idea conversations Ooh. with yourself mm-hmm. does not mean that these are new ideas. Just because your ass just started thinking about right. it. There are a lot of us who have been politically astute, who have been who understand the history of these subjects we're speaking on. If you know that something is, and I'm sorry for the rant, but if no, you know, I need, you're that, not, I'm like being so triggered as you speak. Ebony, Those if of you us know, been doing this fucking work forever. For real. This Go is ahead. not new, right? Yeah. So if you know that these are sensitive subjects mm-hmm. with very real uh, um, occurrences and consequences yes. attached to them, why even touch it? Okay, because why they, even touch it? Because they want attention. So, so let's now we got to start telling some truths. When you form your mouth, particularly as a public figure with a huge platform and following to speak on things, big things. It could be the trans community. Mm -hmm. It could be the black community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could be colorism. Mm -hmm. It could be the Jewish community. Mm -hmm. It could be the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. We could, you know, those are some, just a few of the kind of high ticket, Mm -hmm. uh, boiling hot topics Mm -hmm. that are in our, our nation today. Yes. So when you form your, your mouth, or your fingers, mm-hmm. in this case, because that's really where a lot of y'all be doing your feelings, is in your little mm-hmm. tweets and the Instagram posts and shit. What you are doing is you are you are seeking a level of attention. You want the reaction. But what a lot of y'all are not prepared for, see, first of all, as Dustin just really cleanly and, and nicely laid out for you, y'all are dealing in feelings. And what you need to deal with are facts. Come on, Ebony. A lot of y'all are talking about things. I'm not saying you don't deserve to have curiosity, mm-hmm. but that's really, that's what y'all need to start doing is being fucking more curious. Seriously. And satisfying that curiosity with knowledge. With knowledge. Factual knowledge. Right. See, see there's, a, there's an opinion, and then there's what's called an informed opinion. Mm-hmm. I love opinion. Mm-hmm. We, we work in opinion. Mm-hmm. But what I really have an issue with, and this is across the board, and I do this work uh, mostly with ignorant white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ignorant people that are beyond marginalized communities because they stuck in their willful ignorance. Willful. But when it comes to us, we first of all should know better. And when we stay in a posture of perpetuating tropes, um, dangerous, fatal narratives. When you when you say something like, and let's get to the Kyrie of it for one second, Dustin, which is he he put out that tweet. Now, what we don't know is if he even watched the documentary you tweeted. I mean, I just have to say that. Now, whether or not you watched it, Kyrie, or you didn't watch it, whether you agreed with some of it, none of it, or all of it, Those are all legitimate questions now, because as you pointed out, Dustin Ross, the minute you share that with the world, not that you need to be canceled for the tweet itself, Kyrie. No one's saying, well, I'm certainly not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. And I know you're definitely not saying that. I'm not saying it needs to be canceled, period. Period. Right. And y'all can't be out here. None of us in that Mm -hmm. that matter, Dustin, can be out here uh, espousing opinions and feelings and and thoughts, like mm-hmm. you said, big thoughts. Everybody's mm-hmm. a big thinker these days. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, without understanding that now you have to be prepared. This is my point, y'all. Then you have to be prepared to responsibly and credibly engage in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And when you know you don't have the tools, when you know you don't, we we need to do a, a holding court top ten commandments. We do. We do. We really do. We do. And one of those commandments is have the tools. And when you know you don't have the tools Mm -hmm. to engage properly Mm -hmm. in the full historical context of the Mm -hmm. conversation around black people and Jewish people and where those communities intersect. Absolutely. Where those communities have an origin story, where those communities um, interest have, you know, generally uh, splintered. If you don't know how to go all the way there, whether it's Kyrie Irving or Kanye West or anybody else, don't speak on it. That simple. 
that simple. Don't speak on it. And if you're not prepared to to have a nuanced nuanced conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And and really separate these things, you, it's just no reason to touch it. It's yeah. no reason to put yourself in a position to be subjected to this sort of negative consequence, right? Because you don't have to be there in the first place. No, you chose it. You chose. You, you motherfuckers the got your chest. You wanted up. the likes. You wanted the headlines. You wanted the viral moment. And now that you've gotten it, it's hard. And listen, when this story first, because you know I'm very tuned in, mm-hmm. I'm very plugged into this particular issue. If y'all don't know first me, sh- beyond holding court, if you didn't see Black Shabbat, <laughs> you know I've been to the region several times. Mm-hmm. I do work specifically, y'all around what I frame as the restoration Mm -hmm. between the relationship between black and American Jewish communities. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about it on the griot. It's a long thing, whatever. The point is this. I have invested years of literally traveling to this region, speaking with these communities, reading the books. Mm -hmm. Start with that shit. Mm -hmm. Read the books. (laughs) Understanding the historical nature of these particular communities and these people. Mm -hmm. And therefore... You can speak on it. Mm-hmm. And and when this story first hit, Dustin Ross, I, I, I lean on civil liberties. I lean into people's, again, right to free speech and this and that and all that. And also Kyrie Irving is a black man. For Let me sure. be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, frankly, going to give that the benefit of the doubt at the onset. Absolutely. That's just... GP. Don't, GP. That's don't care cold. what nobody... Don't care what nobody think about that. That was my instinct. Like, let me hear this shit full out and really understand what's going on here before I condemn... Uh, anything about what he's done. Mm-hmm. But as I got more and more information, my issue wasn't even the tweet. My issue wasn't even the, I'm going to stand in my beliefs. Okay. My issue was then, <laughs> then he he made the $500,000 donation with mm-hmm. the Anti-Defamation League. Fine. Mm-hmm. They put it out a joint statement de- uh, disavowing anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie was going to be good at that point. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think people were at that point prepared to like, yeah, okay, we put an asterisk by your motherfucking ass, but we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. The issue then really became, and why he's suspended right now, Dustin Ross, in my opinion, is because he had a press conference after a game, and he was asked directly, Kyrie Irving, do you hold anti-Semitic views? And this man said out of his mouth, essentially, I can't be anti-Semitic because I know if you know where you come from. And let me tell you all the things that are wrong with that statement. If you are confused, because some people are going to hear that, Dustin, and be like, I don't see the problem. Because they don't know. Because they don't know. So let me tell you, just without going to it totally deep. And without judgment, right? No, this is not about judgment. We're just talking about facts. That's it. This ain't ain't about no opinion. Dustin nor I, y'all, we're not sitting up here talking about how we feel or what we, because we got a whole lot of feelings. That's a whole nother show. That'd be Mm -hmm. two more hours, okay? Mm -hmm. This is not what we think or what we feel. This is what we know. Yes. So when you say that, that is, first of all, called a conditional statement. Mm. I can't if. Just the framing. It's called a conditional statement. So if the demand is, if the requirement, which I I would share this requirement, if somebody made some anti, that would be like if Donald Sterling, y'all remember him? Mm. Jewish, Mm. American, used to own an NBA team. Made some real fucked up anti-black statements. And if someone said, if the, if the, if the, 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 the last straw for Donald Sterling and whether or not he could continue to own that NBA team was, Mr. Sterling, do you hold any anti-black sentiments? And that fool said, well, I can't be anti-black if I really understand where I come from. How would we feel about that? And we know the answer, so stop. It's conditional. At that point, the demand is an unequivocal, mm-hmm. unconditional statement disavowing the hate. If you can't make that or you're not prepared to make that, then we have a problem. We're at an impasse now. And that's the issue with Kyrie's statement there. Now, again, if Kyrie had said this, I totally and completely, fully, unequivocally and unconditionally disavow anti-Semitism. And I am very interested in having a conversation, a much needed conversation, an overlooked conversation about the origin story and the inclusion and the erasure of the African diaspora within the Jewish community and I welcome that conversation immediately. It's overdue and it's needed. If he had said that, he would not be suspended right now. 
I guarantee it. And and I think that it is very telling that what the focus and the the conversation that is is echoing through Twitter and through all the places where people are you know sharing their feelings on this. Mm-hmm. The experts. You all, you all are you all are saying that you know LeBron threw him under the but ain't have his back. What back is there to have? <laughs> Are you paying attention to any of that's the whole that's the problem. No. You are not paying attention to what's going on and you're instead focusing on these They're focusing on positions and they're not focusing on fact. They're just seeing a black man who came out of his mouth and said something that frankly if we want to tell the whole truth about it Dustin, a lot of other black folk mm-hmm. share the sentiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be honest mm-hmm. with it. What he said what Kyrie said is not very different than what Nick Cannon said mm-hmm. a couple years back. And Nick, you know, I don't know all the details, but I do know at some point he got counseling from a rabbi. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he went to the region. And again, I have this conversation on a daily basis with white presenting American Jews, Ethiopian Jews, Sephardic Jews, Ashkenazi Jews. I'm using some terms. Somebody I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. How about that? Which probably means you shouldn't be speaking on it. How about that? It probably means you shouldn't be speaking on it. And this is not, and don't focus on the focus here is not whether or not someone is entitled to have an opinion. Not at all. The focus is not whether or not someone is entitled to hold a position, like you said. Right. That's not the focus. No, that's not even what we're talking about. If you're stuck on that, you're missing it. You're completely missing the point here. You're missing and it. And that's what's frustrating for people like me and you yep. who are observing this yep. and able to identify where these pivots are taking place yeah, and that are causing these that. consequences, the right? Order. That's why I said the order of things matter, y'all. Uh, Kyrie can and should, and we all should be able to post whatever we want to our social media. Well. But then, no, let me let me finish the statement. You, you can post what you want. Yeah. And know that with that choice, you are thus inviting a reaction. People are then entitled to ask clarifying questions. People are entitled to ask, uh, you know, for you to expound. Mm-hmm. People, you're that's an invitation when you post. So that's a that's beyond anti-Semitism and anti-Black. That's just a GP. You know, you post yo, you post um, you and your boo. Mm-hmm. You're inviting questions. Mm-hmm. That's why y'all ain't gonna see nobody on my page till we at our ten year wedding anniversary. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I don't know until then. Okay. No, but seriously. Yeah. Because and actually, I really did learn this when I went through my you know brief marriage and divorce back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to throw up all them wedding pictures. You want to throw up all those bridal photos. You want to throw up all this cute bay shit. And then when the shit go left, you just take it down. No, honey, you've invited an inquiry at that point. So it's the same thing. So when you put up these big thought pieces or these big idea movies and documentaries or whatever the fuck, or you repost, you know, a thought leader around something, you've invited the curiosity. And if you're not prepared to have the dialogue in full, I I just don't feel sorry for you. I don't have any. Do the personal ninja training, right? To, to quell the desire, right, or to stifle the desire yeah. to speak on things or to yeah. share your feelings. It's okay It's okay to have passionate feelings attached sure. to shit. But it's not always your job to then express them publicly in a form that make, especially yes. when you're a public figure and a celebrity and your opinion or position on things now is attached to you. And, and other organizations. That's very true, too. But but also, even that, you know, again, this issue of talking about Jewish community and black folks and all this, I, I, you just got to know what you're doing. And that's just what I'm going to say on that. And then I'm going to move on from it because we'll be here all day. But yeah. but, 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 but if, if you don't really know this issue, y'all, I advise you, and some of y'all work at companies, some of y'all work in organizations. So this, again, this is not just about no media and celebrity. Some of y'all work at mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all work for school mm-hmm. systems. Many of y'all work for hospital mm-hmm. systems. Be very careful. Mm-hmm. Not because you're scared of the Jewish community and not because you're scared to be canceled, but because if you don't know this issue, if you've not done the work, mm-hmm. if you've not done the work, to understand the thousand year history, mm-hmm. the complexity where where there's an intersect cause, cause even that, blacks and Jews, okay, y'all understand when you say that, that there are black people that are also Jewish? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you in where are they in this conversation? You know, when you when you say that, do you understand that the global Jewish person is not white? 
Do you do you understand that? You probably don't. You, th- do you understand that white American Jews, as most black Americans, Dustin Ross, understand their aesthetic today? You understand they, quote, just got white around the 1960s and 70s, and I'm putting it in quotes, that they are only conditionally white? Don't believe me. Go read Isabel Wilkinson's book, Cast. She discusses it brilliantly. So half of y'all don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Also, and I think this is it for me, right? If there is no reason for you to be sharing your opinion on this, mm-hmm. if it if you are not working in a c- capacity that requires you to share your opinion mm-hmm. or share your take, mm-hmm. it, if it does not impact your life mm-hmm. in a way that re- requires this sort of dialogue, why are you even discussing this shit publicly in the first place? Back to what I said, Dustin. Attention. Shut up. Yeah. Shut. Introduce that bottom lip to the top and shut the fuck up. That's what we need to do here, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because just because you have strong feelings about something mm-hmm. does not mean that you then are obligated to or even, not even needed, obligated. requested. No, I'm going to go further. You haven't even earned the right. The right. You've actually not earned the right to discuss it. And it's the same way with, I have to tell this about a lot of, especially non-black people telling me about a black experience. Telling me how to show up in my blackness. Telling me, well, we like what you do, Ebony, but not on that, not on that platform, and not at that time, and not that place, ma'am, sir, they, them, them, <laughs> y'all, y'all. <laughs> Fuck with you so hard, you don't even know. Woo. None of y'all have even earned the right to even speak to me about the way in which I do this work because I wake up in the morning and I go to sleep night and I do it every day. And you actually don't know anything about it. You've not done the work. You've not, that's going to be another commandment. Have you done the reading? You've not done the reading. Well, I didn't watch those things, but I seen the clips. <laughs> How about somebody call me, ask me about our, uh, sometimes you got to take a MF or the HR episode. Uh-huh. But here you go. I had a bunch of questions. And a bunch of da, 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 da. I said, well, did you listen to the podcast? Well, no. End call. That's simple. I had a whole reporter call me and ask me for a comment. Well, ma'am, you know, sweetheart, young, 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 young sister. Um, that was actually in the content. Did you? Well, I haven't gotten to listen to either episode yet. Um, my dear, dear heart. Who says dear heart? Is that a uh, young? Well, woman? that's what we need right now, dear heart. Okay, <laughs> dear heart. Dear heart. Do the reading. Absorb the do your homework because otherwise we're uh, we we literally cannot have a conversation. You've I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be 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 real OG about it. You've not even earned the right to call my motherfucking phone and ask me a question about this. Now you can now we can reschedule this. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people some of y'all need to reschedule. Probably sound like Dennis. Hmm. Y'all need to reschedule your tweets and hmm. your post to when after you've done the work. So that's really you know this ain't even really. Kyrie, he's just a, a, a teachable moment to yeah, me. Yeah, that's it. That's all this is. And I'm yeah. not vi- we're not vilifying Kyrie Hell by, no, by no, any no. means. I and this Kyrie, conversation doesn't even sound like that. It, no, and I think, listen, I, I think Kyrie is a good example of what I think is very common, mm-hmm. actually. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't At think all. he hates the Jewish I don't community. Either. I don't think none of that. I don't either. I don't think none of that for one second. At all. What I do think is he's indicative of a broad collective, Dustin mm-hmm. Ross that feels the need to speak and post Mm -hmm, first mm -hmm. and then learn and educate on the back end. Even his statement, Mm -hmm. right? Now, one of his statements, I know he said that. He says, I look forward to an opportunity to learn more Mm -hmm. about the issue. Great, Kyrie. We simply are suggesting, this is just a suggestion from your (laughs) auntie and uncle here, had you done that motherfucking education part first, you wouldn't have lost your five-game paycheck, you wouldn't be suspended, and you wouldn't even have be having to go through this. Yeah. So just that's it, y'all. If you don't take nothing away from none of this, what we said today around this Kyrie anti-Semitism shit, take this part. Do the reading. Earn the right to speak on an issue that you know has life or death consequences. And it does. We talking about homophobia. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about uh, this issue that people really get into their fucking feelings about, about, you know, um, high school or college students uh, playing on teams of different genders. Mm-hmm. That's life or death. Mm-hmm. Young people are killing themselves every day, mm-hmm. Dustin Ross, mm-hmm. as you know better than mm-hmm. most, mm-hmm. around this so-called big feeling conversation about who gets to be what. Gen- you, you're playing with people's lives. 
Anti-Semitism is on the rise. Mm -hmm. Anti-blackness, folks getting killed for being black in Mm -hmm. their own fucking homes every day. Mm -hmm. Y'all better stop playing. Mm -hmm. Do the reading. Do the work. Earn the right. I'm done with it. Speaking of, damn. Okay, I forgot this was the next story. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, y'all. We covered this when this was first uh, a legal story, which was Dwayne Wade uh, is legally filing on behalf of his legally minor daughter, Zaya, Mm -hmm. to change her name legally to Zaya Mm -hmm. as she is transgendered Mm -hmm. and she is a beautiful, beautiful young lady. Well, her mother, and we, when we talked about it, Dustin, you know, we we made the points that are legally true. Mm-hmm. We stuck to the facts. Uh, Dwayne Wade has full custody of his daughter. So here comes the mother, Savon Funches. I want to say she has visitation, but no legal custody. Savon Funches has now decided that she doesn't agree with the name change and the gender change of also her daughter, Zaya, that she shares with Dwayne Wade. And she says that she doesn't want her daughter to be able to legally change anything until she's 18. What is interesting to me about this story, Dustin, is the claims that Dwayne Wade's ex-wife, Savon, is making, which is essentially that she feels Dwayne, you think Dwayne Wade is doing this for attention and for money, is the accusation. She's saying, she told a source, this is a quote, Countless full-grown famous adults have suffered, quote, severe consequences from anxiety and depression, including taking their own lives. Okay, so she does understand the consequence. As a result of public pressure and scrutiny. I have both the mandate and the privilege of protecting my children from these tragic events, well as the myriad of other negative things that have a tendency to impact those living in the limelight, but time will fail me to mention them all in her legal finding filing because she did have a legal filing which we'll talk about the nature of that in a minute Dustin she also goes on to say this I have concerns that Dwayne may be pressuring our child to move forward with the name and gender change in order to capitalize on the financial opportunities that he has received from companies she said that Dwayne told me he intended to make our child very famous Y'all should see Dustin's face right now. Very famous due to the name and gender issue and also informed me that there would be endorsements contracts associated therewith. I'm concerned that our child is being commercialized hmm, at a young age and also uncontrollable consequences of media exposure, i.e. cyberbullying statements, pictures out of context to our child and the unwanted spotlight focus on our child. Wow. Uh, a hearing has been set for December to rule on whether or not uh, Zaya can legally change her name and gender without the consent of her mother. Uh, in 20, last fact on this, 2011, very long time ago, after a four-year court battle, told y'all family court ain't no joke, Dwayne was awarded full custody of his children when he divorced Savon. Savon believes that she lost the battle with her ex-money, uh, ex-husband, excuse me, because of his wealthy lifestyle. Just react. That's <laughs> just so, so giving it nothing. <laughs> because Because this is, so first of all, Shout out to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for Mm -hmm. providing a safe home for their transgender daughter, right? Amen. It's that simple. Ms. Funches, per her statement, is attempting to interrupt, okay, a very harmonious and and fortifying Mm -hmm. environment that we all are witnessing, right? Indeed. I've never, in the the times that I've seen that young lady, uh, you know, in the press or speaking in interviews or you know, just expressing herself. I've never, and no one has ever gotten the vibes that she's being forced into anything. Dwayne Wade is a self-made NBA superstar. Literally. Okay, superstar. Gabrielle Union is a a self-made Hollywood superstar. She's a credible, bona fide actress on her own, of her own merit. Yes, They benefit nothing from this very controversial and personal story that they get far more negative attention and impact on their own life from from than anything positive. That, that, that ghetto uh, story and narrative, well, they trying to, to, to to use her to get to the, that's a distraction Mm -hmm. from her discomfort with the fact that her daughter is a daughter. Is a daughter. Okay. And also, and I, I get that part. Yeah. I get why this is something that is not normal and easy for people to digest, especially a parent. 
when there's also the factors of her not having full custody and access and influence that to part. the raising of this child, this young lady. But mama, you should have the same way you was sitting outside. Remember when she was on she the ground out in Chicago sitting we, down? That's the last time I saw her. Because she wanted more money. Yep. From him. Yep. Where was all of this then? You are pandering to these, these flames, these, these transphobic, transphobic people. Yes. And stoking the flames of this conversation of people who are uncomfortable with seeing this young, thriving black child do her damn thing. Yes. And they can't take it. They can't handle it. And they want to attach some sort of uh, nefarious, nefarious, you know, corrupt, motivation yeah. or, or, or story behind it. It's not that. It's not that. This ain't that. This ain't Shout that. Shout out to, I wish that all gay youth ha- had that sort of support from their oh. home. Indeed. From their home, that young lady is thriving, and just because you can't handle it and it ruffles your other your feathers, mm-hmm. figure all that out on your own time. Yeah, nothing has been done wrong here. May we all have this sort of parental support and people who want you to feel so confident in mm-hmm. your identity and be able to just thrive and exist in the world that they're willing to take on and bear the brunt of this negative backlash. Indeed, even from your own mama. Even from with your own mama in your own family and in your own community. I cannot. This is so ugly and it's so rooted in homophobia and transphobia in our black community. That's where all this shit is coming from because people can't take the fact that Dwayne Wade is okay yes. and loves his his child. Not in spite of, but loves his child. And you know what's interesting to me? I'm going to get to Savon's ass in a minute, but... I think it's so interesting how the culture, and I am going to critique the culture. I'm going to hold the culture accountable. Why are we so, generally speaking, pissed, upset, out, got so many feelings about Dwayne and Gabrielle and their invitation of comfort and love and safety for their daughter, Zaya, Zaya, excuse me, versus I feel like everybody's really happy and supportive of Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Being so loving, welcoming, and supportive of EJ mm-hmm. being queer. So is it is it the transphobic issue because EJ's not trans, just queer, versus Zaya being trans? You know why, what's funny, why is Ebony? It different? Or is it because the community has had such a longstanding, loving relationship with Magic? Why does Magic get to be this iconic, queer-loving, supportive he father? He doesn't. No? We live in a bubble, and this is something oh. that I realize more and more okay. each day. You and I are around people of progressive thought, people who give a damn to even take the the time to to understand the full scope of these identity related, you know, conversations. Okay. That's the the bubble that we live in. Right, right. In other places where they are not Oh, are they giving magic shit? Oh, for sure. Oh, I didn't people know still that. people still have conversations about everything related to, to magic, magic. Johnson, got his you, health, got all you. that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. We've moved beyond that in our personal um circles. Interesting. And the the the, the, conver- for say, the conversations that we're a part of, they are beyond yes, that. Yes. But honey, in, in middle America, down south, up north, okay. everywhere else. They still. Yes. Okay, you're right. They can't that's handle a, that's EJ. A good clock. That's a good clock on me um, because you're right. See, I, I guess I'm also going from the comments. You know, if I look on Jasmine Brand, shout out to Sora Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood Unlocked, shout out mm-hmm. to our bro Jason yes. Lee. You know, um, you know, and I follow those pages um, to, to keep my finger on the culture. I feel like when they post the Dwayne mm-hmm. Zaya stories, it's, oh, why are you doing that to that little girl? For sure. You know, it's it's. Always, it's almost a hundred percent a tear down, mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent. But then when I do see the, you know, I think just recently I saw mm-hmm. some headline where it was like, Magic shares how, you know, being able to be there for EJ mm-hmm. made him a better father. And I, I agree, it wasn't a hundred percent all, yeah, of, yeah, but it yeah. was more 50 50. I get the difference, I definitely see the difference, yeah. you know, in the What's reaction the or response between the two. Yeah, I think age. Because EJ is an adult, okay. you know what I mean? And when we first even discovered, when EJ first became like a... a, a public a, figure. Yeah, a public figure. Yeah. EJ was older. Yeah, that's true. You know, Zaya, okay. we see, we're watching her grow up. Yeah. And, and I think that because these, um, Zaya was, you know, expressed her identity a little earlier, earlier. in life, you know, yeah. and then had the support of her parents. You know, they didn't stifle this or tell her, well, you got to wait mm-hmm. or any of that shit, you know. 
the the conversation in race of people assuming that okay. there were surgeries taking place yeah, and all of this so other extra. shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Okay, that it's makes just, sense. It's, those that, are I think that's the and those difference. are some factual differences that are important, Dustin. I appreciate that 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 point. Those are accurate. Yeah, it's just something that I was I see it, about. and I, and as you should be yeah. because it's it's glaring. It's there. it's there. You see it. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? Like, mm. You absolutely see it. But I also see that. Beyond that, yes, big picture conversation. People don't like any of this shit. Nah. And they talk just as much shit about. They hate the fact that Magic Johnson and Cookie are supportive of the EJ. Yeah, they it drives them crazy because they expect us to be banished and you know thrown to the wolves or whatever just because Excuse our parents me. don't like who we fucking. Yeah, and you that's know? probably because y'all parents don't like y'all. But um, anyway, <laughs> to Miss Funches, as mm-hmm. you say. Let me tell you why I don't buy it. I actually mm-hmm. don't buy this claim mm-hmm. on two fronts. Number one, I don't believe, Miss Funches, that you believe that Dwayne Wade, we're going to keep it around Dwayne because Gabrielle got her own money right. situation. We're going to keep it around Dwayne. That Dwayne is in such fiscal straits <laughs> that he is now needing to resort to, so he's going to bypass, let's say he was broke. Mm-hmm. He's so rich. Even if he was broke, you got a whole rich wife. So he, you think that he's going to bypass. So you think Dwayne and Gabrielle are so broke that they now have to resort to, 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 to the fiscal pimping out of their 15-year-old daughter? I don't believe you believe that, Miss Funches. And I don't believe your support checks reflect that. Same. Don't believe it either. You're mad because your daughter is your daughter. Right. That's what and, it is. And I'm going to tell you what else she's mad about. It's, I, I, I'm not, I can't push back against that part, Dustin. Mm-hmm. But I actually would, would just get, I'm going to just get my instinct. Tell me she's more, you know what she's more mad about? What is it, Ebony? Control. I think she is upset. And I think the whole point of this legal filing is for her, hey, I'm still here too. Absolutely. I'm still her mom. I get some say-so here. When, bitch, really the court has already really declared that you don't, which is what happens when someone has full custody. Full custody is bifurcated into two lanes, y'all, legal and physical. Mm -hmm. The physical is what it sounds like, who you stay with. So Zaya stays with uh, Dwayne and Gabrielle full time. You visit. Mm -hmm. Legal custody. Let's go over it again, y'all. It is every decision that is legally consequential to the child. Healthcare, schools, name, uh, vaccination status, yeah, every all of the actual things. decision. Yeah. According to the law, Miss Funches, you have no say so. Now you could, and this is the third thing I don't buy, ma'am. You swear to God that you're and you're operating from a posture of protection of your child from the public glare and the scrutiny. This headline had gone away. We, as a culture, moved on from it. Miss Funches, your daughter is now back under public scrutiny around her her bold, proud choice because to be abused because of your filing, because you took your ass to a lawyer, you took your ass Come down on, to the Ebony, courthouse, call that shit and out. you have made her an issue again. Yeah, yeah. So I don't buy it. Yeah. I and don't we're buy asking it, the questions. We're going to dissect the statement that you made. Yeah. What is what is all what's what's all the money? Statement. What's all these contracts? They're going to financial gain off of how. Because I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. Now, I haven't seen the document, but something tells me mm-hmm. that when it comes to the money that Zaya is making, and that's good she getting that bag. Good, sis. Get Absolutely. It. Um, I saw I, some beauty brands, mm-hmm. some clothing lines. I guarantee you, unlike what my mama Gloria did when I did my Piggly Wiggly commercial, don't worry about it. We're going to get back to that later <laughs> in the episode. I guarantee you, <laughs> Dwayne and Gabrielle, have said have Ashley dying. Have established. I'm still mad about that shit. Have established a trust that all of the proceeds that Zaya is making, whether it's residuals, direct fees, everything, is going to a trust for that young lady to be relinquished to her, accessible by her when she becomes of age of majority. I get. I just know that. Also, if you were such in protective mom mode, you you would understand. 
the difficulties that transgender people face in gaining sustaining employment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, All that say shit. That. So if you if you really were concerned about your daughter, mm-hmm. right, you'd be appreciative of said trust yep. and the way they're setting up a secure, you know, future yes. for her. So she's not facing those sort of hardships. Obstacles. Absolutely. You know, if, if you're you, thinking about the safety of your daughter as you and say her best you are. Interest, yeah. But you know, I, I think that we should do an episode about children's trust. I'm gonna send it to mm-hmm. my mother Gloria. The, okay. So that she can, you know, further understand what should have been done. <laughs> okay. Because I made a couple of dollars as a child. Period. And going and making even more as an adult. You've been a bad motherfucker. Listen, I, I had a comp card since I was six. Don't How fuck about with that? me. Okay. Okay. On it. Listen, a, a bitch was in a JCPenney like. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, still, I ain't never seen a dime of it. But my mom always had a new car. It's, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's crazy how that happened. <laughs> Woo! Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> Uh, much love to Dwayne yes. and Zaya, and yes. um, may she continue to win. And much love to Savon to too. Well, get yeah. your shit together, though. But yeah, you need to get your shit get together. Your shit to- yeah, much love to her. I, I, I do feel she's in a. You know, I, I, I listen. I feel for any parent that has, for whatever the reason, uh, been put in a position or is currently in a position um, where they feel estranged, and mm-hmm. I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. There's an estrangement going on. So yes, much love to you as well. But 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 here's and this is a, uh, a takeaway: parents don't make your issue your children's issue. Come on with it, Ebony. Just don't do that. You know, don't be the parent to where your kids gonna have to be in therapy 20, 15, 30 years from now, not because of their choices, but because of yours. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, do your work. Since you say you're so motivated by the the best, the, what's what's best for your daughter. Yeah. Focus on that then. Focus. Walk on it that. like you talk it then, because this shit you talking right now and what you're doing mm-hmm. is not that. You're not protecting your daughter. You're no. la- You're acting out. You're 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 lashing and acting out and, and begging for these are outcries for some sort of attention or rec- maybe acknowledgement. Yeah, she, like I said, she's devastated that she's lost control, Dustin. That's, That's what your this fault. Is about. Yeah, tighten and, your shit and, up. And Lock your, your shit up. up. You don't want to lose it. Lock your shit up. Get yeah. a better lawyer. Mm-hmm. All the above. Speaking of that, join us next week, yes. where hopefully, God willing, we'll be right back in session. Uh, in the meantime, y'all stay <laughs> safe. Oh Lord, we'll see. We'll see what what the folks we think about good. it. We did. I good think we did. Today. Good. I think we. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, y'all stay safe. Keep the faith. And what you want the people to do, Dustin? Read your terms and conditions. Please. 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 Read something. Do the reading. Please. Please, y'all. Do the reading. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, And marketing lead, Samira Still. 